Well, I did say that we figured out that Sliwa was the one who asked the question, although I did find it strange that he was yucking it up about LeBron with Russell Westbrook when he's been so down on Westbrook. I mean, wow, an I-team investigation. I mean, it was a little cute chuckle here. It was a ridiculous. Just there, just a little ridiculous. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It's just that, like you said, George, I mean, Travis has been a guy who has not thought the Russell Westbrook move was a good one. Didn't think He has been, forget about it. not thought. It's a good, he has flat out said it's a bad move. But Chris Morales is right about one thing. Travis Rogers still has that pitcher mentality, and he's going to police the situation on his own. So both of us need to be very careful next time we step into the batter's box against Travis because there could be a fastball coming for us. I mean, that's all fine and dandy. I just uh, see, and, and this is the problem with Chris, is that I'm sure he did not put in the open for Travis and Sliwa how much I said that Travis is the most authentic person at this station, that I had that belief. And when he was yucking it up with LeBron about Russell Westbrook after he's been so anti-Westbrook, I felt that that was the most inauthentic thing I've ever heard from him. And I was stunned, (laughs) literally, uh, aghast, because I felt like, yo, Travis keeps it 100. Uh, Like, Mason never keeps it 100. If anything, you know, Mason, he shouldn't be, you know how people have, like, the 100 emoji on their phones? Mason's emoji should be, like, 50. And and Ireland, for the most part, I don't think he cares enough to be 100 or even 50 or anywhere in between. I just don't think he cares, right? So there's that. Um, and then, you know, Sliwa, I don't know. I don't have a good read on Sliwa because I feel like Sliwa, I'm afraid of Sliwa, I How think. So? Because, when you say afraid. Well, he's like- just, you know, he's quiet, you know. Yeah. He's got some beady eyes. Like, yeah. he looks like he could go postal at any second. He's, oh, he's a nice kid. But he looks like he could just be angry at any given moment. Travis is a hearty man. He is a good – he's he's someone who who, who is jovial, yeah. uh, jolly, authentic, at least I thought, until he was yucking it up about Westbrook, who he's been ripping the whole time. All these things. Like, Travis was the one person at this station. It's like I said yesterday, and Chris, I'm sure, didn't include this. It's like when you're a kid and they tell you that uh, this mythical character doesn't exist anymore. That's what happened to me yesterday with Travis. You just called Travis Rogers our colleague in the morning. You referred to him as hearty, jovial, yes. and jolly. Yes. Is there another word that you would like to use rather than the three of those? Because it kind of sounds like what you're saying is overweight. No, that wasn't what I was referring to. Oh, Why? Okay, Do you think those words, are descriptions I mean, that people use for Santa Claus or something? Yeah, right, or? right, right. Hardy, jovial, jolly. Kind of sounded like Santa, like big and you know. No, jolly is happy and cheerful. Like, what is there not? What like what do you what are you trying to do there? I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to interpret what you're saying. That's all. Just trying to make sure I'm understanding. That's yeah, and Hardy is also just someone who is also loud and cheerful. Like that's Travis. All right, all right. What was the other word I used? Jovial and jolly. I mean, jovial. I mean, uh, jovial is also just another derivative of cheerful. Yeah, sounds like a guy who's wearing a Santa suit to me. No. I mean, maybe I mean, maybe Travis could pull off the Santa suit if he wanted to. I don't know. I, that's not what I was going with. I was just going with, I mean, the, the one thing those three words have in common is they all mean cheerful. Happy guy is what you're saying. Happy right. Guy. Okay. Right. Like 
But I also felt completely 100 authentic. And I was just, I wasn't upset. I was just disappointed is mm, what I would say. I know. Yeah, I'll tell you this, though, George. I was on Twitter last night. This is, you know, we've gotten off the air, and I was watching the Dodgers-Padres game. I'll tell you a little bit more about that later on. Um, but I was flipping through Twitter last night, and I saw that Travis and the Slee, that the two of these guys were posting a ton, and understandably so. And the station was posting a ton because there they were yesterday at the Laker practice facility, and in between the two of them, there was LeBron with the headset on in the middle of the interview talking about the stuff that we were talking about yesterday, LeBron's comments. And I sent out a tweet last night saying, ESPN 710 is en fuego. I mean on fire. This is what this radio station has needed forever, which is a live local morning show. Where would we be for media day if we didn't have Travis and the Slee on the air live yesterday that was awesome and it turned into great radio all day and i can't wait for this laker season to tip off and i can't believe that they're playing sunday in a preseason game against brooklyn well my guess is this and you know greg bergman is in with us today because Lindsay's out and alex Hi, is in because laura's hey, out up, um so we're how upset was mason like be honest with us so how I- how upset was Mason that he was not at Media Day for the first time in many, many years? Going to be very honest, he was not upset at all, and he didn't want to actually go. So it actually worked out for him. But I'm going to give you this, George. I thought that Travis should have, after everything he's been saying about Russell Westbrook, said to Russ, hey, explain to me why I should be happy you're here, or something along those lines. Well, I don't like, know about that. Like, that was probably not the way to go about well, it Well, no, either. no, I'm saying along yeah. those lines. Not yeah, Don't I, use my you wording. You say something like, hey, Russ... You know, uh, can you give us an idea of how you think this thing will fit? Because, look, I'll be honest, I, I, I don't know how it will fit. Yes. And that's that's why, you know, I, I, I'd like to ask you that because I've been vocal about I don't know how this thing is going to fit all that well. Why is it going to fit that well? Right. And he that's should, it? Yeah, he should absolutely have been honest with him and told him I thought the exact well, did they same have thing Russ was on? Yeah, Russ was on. Oh, with I didn't him. know that. What oh. were they like with Russ? Because all I heard was the LeBron stuff. Oh, oh no, there they were with Russ. Was sucking up to Russ too? Or no, was I don't there... know if it was, I don't think it was sucking up. They were just asking him just normal questions. I don't, but he never said to him, hey, you know, I've been a little bit skeptical. And so, yeah. you know, help and me out. And by the way, here. these guys, look, they as want someone that. who, as someone who is face to face with these guys regularly when I do games, okay, they know. I mean, they know, you know, they, now they may not know exactly. But they know when, you know, they – so, like, I, I don't think you have – like, I think they respect you more if you do that. And I and I don't – I'm not saying Travis would shy away from it, but I I was just, again, not upset, just disappointed. Oh, wow. The, the Disappointed is even worse, I think. Wow. I'm like, like, if you're dealing with your children, you're like, hey, hey, I'm not upset. I'm not upset. You know what I am? I'm disappointed. You're now, really, how does that really, work for you, though? Because I feel like your kids are really annoyed by you very quickly. It's, oh, the, it's not, the opposite. Yeah, the, my kids are like, whatever, Dad. Sure, whatever. Whatever no, you no, say. No, no, no. They say, oh, you know what? I'm not upset, Dad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like it sounds worse than being upset. You know, I'm disappointed in Trav. Mm. Wow. I am. I'm just a little disappointed because I believe. Now, Bergman, do I have this right? Like, don't you agree? Travis, probably the most real person at this station. Absolutely. Everything he says, yeah. he's, he's he's completely honest about the food that he right. likes. He's completely honest about his hate for Russell Westbrook. He's Absolutely. completely honest about the Dodgers. <laughs> yes, I love hate. listening to him. Is he I, hate? Agreed. 
I love Travis Rogers because of that. You know, with Mason, like, I mean, listen. I mean, no one expects Mason to be authentic or even, like, uh, honest all the time, right? Like, is that fair to say? I mean, they have the lie of the day. Right, literally. It is a part of the show, Mm -hmm. those two. So, no one expects authenticity from them. But, but, you know, from Travis, and again, I don't have enough of a sample size with the the Slee. But I am death, deathly afraid of the Slee because I feel like he'll just come out of nowhere. He's the guy in the in the like in the movie when you least expect it, he's gonna just stab you right in the neck. Wow! If you I piss him off, I'm saying not wow. not just he's a normal nice guy, but I'm saying I'm deathly afraid of him because I feel like he's the guy that comes out from the back of your car and all of a sudden you don't realize there's someone in the back seat of your car and he's taking you out. He just I walks know, up man. and he's like, "What's up, man? I heard what you said about me." Right. And then boom, done. Yeah, I don't know. Whacked. I feel like Slee. Maybe I'm being naive here, guys. Maybe I'm letting my guard down around Sliwa. But I just feel like Slee is a sweetheart of a guy. I don't think he's got a mean bone in his body. You talk about authenticity. Oh, I think he'd take you out, Kaplan. If oh, he I don't know, man. I, I think know. he'd take you out. I'm sure those days in San Diego when you guys worked together, I'm sure there were moments he'd love to, like, throw one of those, like, blowgun darts at your neck. Uh, you just, like, pass out. Like, see, I'm sure there are some moments back in see, those days. George, I, again, I may be being naive here, but I feel like, Sliwa, I feel like I, I, you know, partly raised that young man in the radio industry. You raised him? Yeah. Like he yeah. was like a child, like he was like you know, like uh, you know, like uh, you, you were like his foster dad or I something. Like what happened? He was, he was left say, at your doorstep one day as a um, child. It wasn't wrapped quite in like, like that. A, in clothing or what happened here? It wasn't Moses floating down the you know the, the the river here, you know the Nile River. No, it wasn't like I found him as a little baby or as a puppy, but he was a little kid and he was fresh out of school and he was trying to break into the radio biz and there i was and i was working with him when he was just getting started so yeah i feel like i feel like i look at him like like hey what's up kid you know like i love the guy and i just feel like uh, maybe i'm being naive here i don't know that he's going to step out of the dark and dart me in the neck like you're saying i just feel like he's a sweetheart of a young guy he is a sweetheart but again those are the people that terrify me the most yeah i got you can't always be that nice see Mm -hmm. like i said with travis authentic right you know you know where travis stands sliwa always nice and you know what it is too about sliwa as much as i love him it's the monotone voice right like just he's always sounds very calm Mm -hmm. and i feel like you can't always be that calm like it's just Mm -hmm. not natural it's not normal um so that 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 makes me fearful of him in a healthy way gotcha gotcha uh, okay, but so- I absolutely think he will absolutely blow dark gun you at one point. Mm. Just yeah. me or anybody? I mean, maybe anybody, but I feel like you just because there's got to be pent up frustration there from some. T- I mean, you know, like I love you, but God, I mean, look, your kids want to, you know, throw you down the river every once in a well, while. I can not, imagine somebody that worked are, with you for my, all those my years. My kids are listen. My kids are upset with me on two fronts. They don't like the sound of my breathing. That's not and, good. And they don't like the sound of my eating. Mm-hmm. Now again, maybe both. I'm by the being- way. Both very essential things. Well, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, maybe I'm being naive here today and not really understanding that what they're saying is, we don't want you around, so don't breathe and don't eat. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave your bank account. (laughs) Right. Just, hey, by the way, can you Venmo me, you know? Yeah. So Can can I just ask a real fast question to you, Cap? Sure. Like, who does want you around is what I need to know at this point. Because if everybody is saying... You missed it. The son called in to literally call him a dumbass. <laughs> you got to be kidding. Wait, you didn't hear this? No. Yeah, so we were talking the other day. Uh, this is last week, and we're talking, um, let's see here. It was friends was like, I don't know, 
it was like the anniversary of when Friends went on the air. Right, or something the debut. Like that. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm telling George the story that when my son was born, I think I may have even said, like when my 21-year-old son was born, we were literally in the delivery room watching an episode of Friends. And I, I was trying to come up with it off the top. I was like, oh, this is like 1999 or something like that. And George, you talk about a sweetheart. Instead of George going, wait a second, you say the guy's 21, this is 2021, and you're talking about 1999, can you get this straight? Because the math isn't working for me, right? My son winds up calling the show Bergman to say, hey, dumbass, I was born in 2000, not in 99. You don't know what yeah. year your own son was born in? Come on, I, man. You got to know hard, your kid. Hard time with the math, that's all. Do you know the other three? Because you have four kids. Do you, have, do you know the other three's oh birthday? Oh, my God. Let, please tell me you get this wrong, too. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, I always screw up my last two daughters' birthdays. Oh, come always on. What do you this. mean? How do you screw up your daughters' birthdays? Well, there's four kids, guys, okay? I mean, I'm just you telling you. You can't remember four dates? When you're outnumbered. Well, no, I got the dates. I just don't know which one is which. But I do Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you don't know which daughter's birthday is. At, you know the dates, but you don't know which it belongs to? I, for many years, got one mixed up with the other. You know, and I would be like, hey, Jaden, we're going to celebrate your birthday next Saturday. And she's like, no, dad, that's not my birthday. My birthday is the following month. That's Julia's birthday. So, oh, yeah. but I, but the years do get me because, because my son was born in 2000. My daughter was born in 2002. After that, I get a little screwed up, but I do think my third child was 2003. And I, I'm not really sure about my, my fourth. I think, I think 2007, so, so, but I'm not positive. So Justin, your son is the oldest. That's correct. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive about that. Yeah. Okay. Now, by the way, physically he's the oldest, but if he's listening right now, I think he would agree. Emotionally, he's got to be like 12 years old. I mean, I don't know about that, but again, you know, like, it, you know, I, wanted- I don't, I don't fault him in any way if he is that because I mean, look, you know, the apple I mean, doesn't look where fall he comes far from. from the tree. Right? See, yeah, I, right. I really want to hope that you're joking with this, but I don't no, no, think no, you no. are. It's, it's definitely not. So, what were the years again? 2000, what, and then what? Yeah, 2000, 2002, 2003, and I do believe. I'm almost certain 2007. Yeah. About to turn 15. Wait. She'll, ter- she'll turn 15. So what year is this? Uh, 2021. Does that make sense? Does that Or is it 2006? 2007? When is her birthday? Uh, uh, November 3rd. I'm almost sure. November 3rd. She'll be 15. So how old? So what year would that be? If this is 2021, subtract 15. So 2006? Yeah, you had it oh, wrong, bro. Goodness you, gracious, you got man. your youngest daughter's goodness, birth year wrong terrible. again. So bad. How does this so keep bad. happening to you? I don't know, man. I don't know. Put it's it in your phone. Put it on a calendar. Like, think write about it, it on for the a wall. second. If her birthday's in November, yeah, and she was born in in your mind, two thousand and seven. Yeah. If you said she was going to be fifteen, yeah. Sub- I mean, it, you, you played football. Subtract twenty one from seven. What is it? Yeah, it's two touchdowns. That's four. Correct. Unless you, unless you go for a two-point conversion or you No, no, forget two-point conversions. Oh, okay. Two touchdowns, regular old kick up the upright. All right. Well, you know, the percentages have gone down a lot, George. I understand that. It, you know? But you played football. Mm-hmm. 21 to 7. That's all you got to do. And right. then it's 14. Mm-hmm. So if, if that doesn't add up, then all you can do is add another, you know, subtract one more de- one more year. Yeah, it's not, it's not so much the math problem of 21 minus 14 equals 7. It's more the what I can't really figure out like what was going on in my life at that time. So I don't know, man. It was very because it's about you, not about them. No, it was because it was craziness. It was hectic, dude. I'm telling you right now. Here's what I challenge you to do. You ready? Go have another kid. See what life is like when you're when you're outnumbered. No, no, I'm not having another kid for that very reason. I don't want to be smarter than me. You were smarter. 
Oh, I am. There's no doubt. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, if we if we took the, uh, you know, the SATs together right now, I feel like I do pretty well. Oh, get the. I almost cursed. Get the <laughs> hell out of here. All right. Coming up. How about next, if we take the Wonderlick test? Come, I, we could. We could do that if you'd like. All right. Coming up next. Speaking of the Lakers and Travis and Sliwa at Lakers camp, uh, Lakers media day yesterday. This old guy narrative. I'm gonna put an end to it next. Okay. I'm gonna do it. So listen up, Laker fan. I'm gonna put an end to it next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah. Ooh. This was a good jam back good in the day. Good song. Mm. I mean, Gregory Abbott. I mean, and this was like, they weren't. he was not holding back on the lyrics back then either. You know what I mean? You could have given me 500 guesses. I would have known the lyrics to the song could never, ever, ever have come up with Gregory Abbott. Yeah. Never. No chance. It's a great video, too, if you've never seen it. It's very, very, like, 70s, 80s video. Like, it's fantastic. Good song. If you want to check it out on YouTube at some point in your life, um, it is definitely (laughs) worth that. But thank you, Christopher. I appreciate it. Um, it, Well, I I love doing – give me a little old old school R&B, and uh, you've put me in a good mood. Mm. Um, So, speaking of moods, the Lakers have been in a mood because of the old guy narrative, let's just call it, right? And the old guy narrative is out there. Oh, yes, they're old. LeBron said he's seen all the memes, blah, 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 funny, ha, ha, ha. Here's what I'll say about the old guy narrative, though, okay? It, it really is pretty hilarious to me how people don't know history, okay? So, um, you know, when you look at the history of the NBA, the teams, Kaplan, that win the championship Mm -hmm. are generally the old teams. As a matter of fact, the oldest team to win an NBA championship, which had an average age of 31.2, okay? Mm -hmm. This Lakers team, if I recall correctly, if I I make sure I have it. uh, I'm going to take a guess, by the way, that this Lakers team, the way it is right now, this roster, that's it? It's only 31? 31 is the average age, yes. Oh, wow. I was going to say probably more like 33, but okay. Yeah. So that is actually the second oldest team LeBron has been on. The oldest team was the 2012-13 Heat team, which had him, Wade, Bosh. And by the way, that's the team that went on a 27-game win streak, the second longest win streak in NBA history. Okay? So this notion that old teams, oh, you're too old, the game has changed. Eh, has it, though? I mean, even the year the Lakers won the championship, they were the fifth oldest team, the one two years ago. So, or two seasons ago now. And by the way, when they played Miami, they were one of the older teams too, even though they had Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. They had a lot of veterans on that team. So veteran teams win. I'll, I'll, I'll give you more. Okay. Here's some other teams right. that, are old, that were old. These are all um, NBA I, old guys and NBA old teams. The 2007 Spurs that beat LeBron, by the uh-huh. way, in the finals. Yeah. 29.6 years old, average age. The 2011 Mavericks, who also beat LeBron. 29.3. 
So it's this notion that old, they're old and they can't win because they're old. That's nonsense. Like you have not followed that sport closely enough if you believe that's a problem. Well, I think that what happened was, George, as, as the Lakers went out and started making acquisitions, you know, people started to look at a guy like Carmelo Anthony as an example, and they went, wow, you know, Carmelo came into the NBA the same year that LeBron came into the NBA. And, wow, LeBron is no longer just some young kid. You know, he's not some fresh-faced kid anymore out of Akron. He got a big, full beard, and he likes to groom it and make it look sweet. And he's a grown man. And Carmelo's been in the league a really long time because he's been in, this, in the league the same amount of time that LeBron has. And then you look at a guy like Trevor Ariza and you go, well, you know, um, he's been in the league a long time and everybody remembers his career, you know, at least locally at UCLA. And, and uh, wow, he's 36 years old. Man, these guys are uh, really picking up some older guys. And then you get Dwight Howard and you go, well, Dwight's back for the third time. And how old is he? Now? Oh, wow, he's 35 years old. And, and you say, well, they're bringing back Rondo. And, and Rondo's 35. And, you know, the, I'm giving you the, the older guys. There's, Russell Westbrook is 32, let's not forget. Um, you know, DeAndre Jordan is 33. I know everybody's birthday on the Lakers. I don't know my kids' birthdays, but I know how old everybody is on the Lakers. Yeah, that, that's disturbing, i got to be honest. Is that a little weird? Isn't that weird? Um, yeah. But the thing is, is it, this is the way I look at it, okay? I don't believe that 36 or 37 years old today is what 36 or 37 was even 10 years ago. Forget about 25 years ago. I, I said this to you the other day. If Tom Brady can play into his mid-40s quarterback in the NFL and still win a Super Bowl championship, then what are we talking about here? I mean, you got Tom Brady into his mid-40s. Drew Brees played into his early 40s. Aaron Rodgers is as old, if not older, than LeBron James. I mean, guys play longer today than they ever have because so much has changed in terms of nutrition and training, and we can get into all of that. But, like, I just don't look at a guy at 36 or 37 anymore as being done and over the hill. If he's completely injury-plagued, and some people may say, well, hey, smart guy, LeBron's been hurt two of the last three years. What are you talking about? But I just, I just look at 36, 37, 38, and I just don't see guys being done like that anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, look, technology, modern medicine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all those things have changed the game in a lot of ways. And in general, athletes bigger, stronger, faster. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. Like, you know, I remember, like, when I first started doing sports radio or it, several years into it, I remember having this conversation, you know, about, like, old-timey football teams, right? Like, these teams, like the Steelers in the 70s, right? The Steel Curtain, ah. And I was like, yo, you could take a team right now in 2003 or four, whatever year it was I was doing it or talking about this, and they would kick the living crap out of the two, the 78 Steelers or whatever. You know what I mean? And then people are like, you're out of your mind, blah, blah, blah. I said, no, no, no. You take the guys from 1978 and put them now in 2003 or four. They're going to get their ass kicked because athletes are bigger, stronger, faster. Like that, I, I know they're, they, that some of those guys may be more talented, but the nutrition, the technology, all of that stuff, and it only continually evolves. So that, yeah, I'm with you on that. And, and, and again, my entire point is beyond what you just mentioned, which makes a ton of sense, is 
Yo, old teams win in the NBA. Bergman, are you happy with that stance, or are you one of these? The old guy thing is uh, is your thing too. No, I don't. I'm not one of those old guy things. I don't even like the narrative like you guys are talking about. The only thing I'm really worried about is what it's going to be like on uh, the perimeter defense. And besides that, I think that they're going to be great. They're going to all work together. There's going to be no egos. I'm very happy with this team. You're saying you're worried about the perimeter defense yeah. because of age or because well, of skill set? Well, I think it's a little bit of both, but mostly the yeah. skill set. There's not a lot of guys there that outside of like Kent Bazemore that is a good defender at this point. Trevor Reza was, but right. I don't know if he's that LeBron guy still. LeBron has moments still, sure. Sure. Um, I mean, Russell Westbrook was great at UCLA, but that was a no, long he's time not, ago. He has been a good defender in the NBA. Right, exactly. So who's going to be I mean, staying in front Anthony of— Anthony Davis will have to defend a lot of stuff like— both interior and out there too. So. <laughs> right, so I mean, you can't be everywhere, but you know. So that's the only thing I'm really worried about is that who is going to be the guys on the on the exterior that are going to actually be able to get stops, but not the age. The age is not the issue whatsoever. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Agreed. Right now. Agreed. Yeah, it's so overblown and so freaking stupid. But you know, uh, George, I, you know that these are media creations. You know, like no, not necessarily. That well, I mean, I mean maybe it is partially, but it yeah. is also just like. Social media and people well, just I mean, see that, people reacting media, on social media. And then yeah, they I mean, it's just it it's well. it's people stirring a storyline. Yeah, and and there's other people that hear it, pick it up, retweet it, push it. You know, uh, it's it's people want to look at a number and they say once you hit 30 years old in the NFL as a running back, you're done. People look at the number at LeBron and they go 36, going to be 37 this many years in the NBA. He's got to be getting close to done. Not really. I mean, listen, I, I really honestly believe LeBron James could play and be really, I'm talking like a top 15, top 20 guy till he's 43 years old. All right, coming up next, Bergman's here. So we're talking a little Raiders. And I'm going to tell you all while, why the Raiders' success is not exactly why you think it is. Okay, they're having success, but I'm going to tell you why it is not exactly what you think it is. All right. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> Greg did come firing. You were talking about well, Travis about let, Travis Rogers throwing fastballs. I mean, let, let me, let me tell you what I've, I've, what I've learned, George Sedano, and that is that apparently earlier today on the Mason and Ireland show, uh, Ireland referred to Greg as a moron and as an idiot. Yeah, so both of them. a lot of name-calling on that show today. So now Bergman, when, when asked, hey, can you fill in for Lindsay today? He's like, hell yeah, I can fill in because they just beat up on me. So now let me get back in there and let me fight it out with Kaplan. So I understand where Bergman's coming from. It's I, okay. I mean, I try and just be honest on both shows. It really doesn't matter. I, I, on Mason Ireland, I say, hey, Ireland, why are we doing this? When did we be, get to this point that we're arguing with each other all the time and Name you're calling calling. me a moron and an idiot? Yeah. So I'm asking you, if your kids don't want you around, 
Now, what told you they don't want me around? They you, they, they don't like my. I mean, you like said, said they it. don't like when you breathe and you right, eat. Don't and like I said, well, that's pretty essential and I'm just, to living. And I'm hypothesizing so that. that possibly maybe that's the issue, but I yeah. think I was perhaps slightly exaggerating, maybe just a little bit, a little bit. I mean, the breathing part kind of makes me wonder, though. I, you know, it's it blows my Eating. mind too. I'm like breathing. Like, do you, do you guys hear yourself breathing? No. No. Me neither. But I don't are you a myself. heavy breather? Are you a mouth breather? I'm not. And I don't know why mouth breathing is an insult, but I, I didn't just, say it was an insult. I just asked no, if you're a mouth breather. Do, they, do, they, they will call you a mouth breather. They're like, you're a mouth breather. And it's like, well, mouth breathers, is an insult? It, right. It's like, it's, I guess the origin of that is like basically someone who, uh, you know, doesn't, isn't sophisticated enough because they got their mouth ajar all the time. I guess so. I listen, I, I, I think about this a lot. My kids will give me a hard time about the sound of my breathing. And, and here I am sitting right next to this microphone and I don't hear it. You know, and, and believe me, I've been on the air with plenty of guys that are like, <sighs> oh, I used to do it. Sedano used to get so well, mad I at me. I fun of him all the time. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. By the way, the origin of the, uh, uh, of the mouth breather, uh, the use of a word is an insult based on the idea of a dopey expression of someone with their jaw hanging open and possibly the nasal sound of their voice actually dates back as far as the 1940s. Wow. That I did not know. Because I've heard people use this as an insult. Hey, this guy, he's a mouth breather. I'm like, um, maybe he's got a stuffy nose? I don't know. I mean, it is annoying when you're sleeping next to somebody and they're breathing through their mouth instead of their nose. You just hear, right. Well, that <sighs> usually means they're snoring. So they're <sighs> yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> yeah, there's that part of the equation, too. So, anyway, um, I, I want to get to this Raiders thing because I, I do also want to get to this text exchange that I just like found out about. Because here's the thing. Since Alex is in for Laura, Alex has created our text chats to become um, non-iPhone compatible. It's ridiculous. Because he has an Android. Uh, no, I'm not saying it's ridiculous. I'm not going to shame the man into buying, spending hundreds of dollars on a new phone. I'm just saying that I have, like, a setup here, right? And I'm, I, Alex, this is not, like, me demeaning you by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know. I, I just feel hurt. I already, oh, I'm already feeling it. iPhone My shaming. apologies. It's okay. My apologies in advance. So my setup here on my computer, I have a Mac, is that I have my iMessages open so I can see texts rolling in, right? So, but when it's, when it's a green phone, an Android phone, it doesn't come up on this, on the computer. I got to look at the phone. So I, I, I don't look at the phone very often. So I've caught up on this crazy text exchange that the group is having that we can address in a minute. But let me, let me get to the Raiders first. So Greg Bergman, your Raiders, now you always joke you know, 16 and 0 this year, perhaps 17, 17 and 0. Yeah. Yeah. Cause 17 games. And uh, they are well on their way, at least at this point, to maybe not being undefeated, but being a playoff team. I don't think there's any question about that. But the Raiders' success is not exactly only what people think it is. There have been a lot, and deservedly so, and we'll get into some of this later, too. There's been a lot of praise on Derek Carr. And again, deservedly so, and the offense in general. And we'll get into some of those crazy offensive numbers in a moment. But I do want to give people an idea of what the defense is doing for the Raiders this year. And I think this, to me, is a much bigger indication of them being successful as the season progresses and perhaps even in the playoffs. The Raiders' defense, through 16 games last year, okay, gave up the third most points allowed. So they were uh, the 29th best team in the league in that regard. Or the they gave up worst. The Fifth most first downs, okay? Mm -hmm. No, third most. 32. Okay. Third, oh, so 30th, sorry. Okay. 30th going. most points allowed. Okay. Um, See, so you're not the only one bad at math. Uh, 
30th in points allowed, so third most, fifth most in first down, seventh most in yards per play, fifth most in penalty yards. Undisciplined and terrible, okay, clearly, last year. This year, not so bad, not so bad. 14th as far as points, middle of the pack, not bad, Mm -hmm. much better than 30th, right? Big improvement. Okay. 21st most first downs. Okay, which means that they are the ninth best defense as far as allowing teams first downs. Uh, 24th on yards, uh, most yards per play, which, again, by the way, means eighth best, right, Uh, in the league. 18th as far as penalty yards. Way better on penalty yards as well, you know, in the upper half of the the NFL. So they've done a really good job. Gus Bradley and that defense has done a fantastic job. And – their corners are playing really, really well, so much so that John Gruden has talked about it. Casey Hayward Jr. and Nate Hobbs, according to Pro Football Focus, are two top five uh, cover corners as far as their coverage grades are concerned. And Gruden alluded that, alluded to that uh, during practice numerous times in the preseason, how he felt really confident about their corners. So Bergman, does the fact that the Raiders' defense, you know, and I want to go to you, Bergie, because you are the uh, – and I'm calling you Bergie now because like they're that. calling you Bergie. Very I nice. I mean, of... that's, that's very endearing, by the way. I mean, well, I used to call him Bergie many years ago. Very you nice. did. You many started it, ago. actually. So I feel like I was the original Bergie caller, and then I've heard them call you Bergie, so now it's stuck back in my head. Mm-hmm. So, Bergie, um, <laughs> how do you feel about your Raiders being having sustained success? Because, you know, the offense has been fine most years. It's the defense that has been god-awful. Yeah, the defense has been terrible, and it's really been fun to watch them this year. Max Crosby is just a terror in the backfield right now. It's been really, really nice to see. And that's what's like, being able to stop a guy like Lamar Jackson from just kind of running all over the place is a pretty big deal. So, I mean, now you can see that they can do this against pocket quarterbacks and out-of-the-pocket quarterbacks. So that was something that I'm really enjoying. So, like, Justin Herbert is a guy that's going to be, that they're playing this weekend, is going to be in the pocket, and they can get to him. That's not something that you would be able to say in years past. So that gives me a lot, a lot of hope. I think first things first, guys. um, One, anybody who covers the Raiders or knows the Raiders really well, they definitely came into this season saying things like, the Raiders' defense will be much improved for a variety of reasons, but two in particular. One, the defensive coordinator. Gus Bradley is a really good NFL coach. Uh, You know, when you're stuck in Jacksonville as a head coach, very few people succeed as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, and Urban Meyer is finding out now how hard that is. That is NFL Siberia, regardless of the weather report in Jacksonville, Florida. It's the worst place to be. So, Gus Bradley is a very good coach. And when you say, well, how do you know, smart guy? I've been around Gus Bradley plenty. I've done many production meetings with Gus Bradley, had a chance to sit there and listen to him, you know, be a philosopher, not just a coach. He's a really interesting guy. The players love him, and he's a good scheme defensive coordinator, but he's an energy guy. So for a guy like Gruden, this is like the perfect match for a defensive coordinator in in terms of personality. The second part of why the Raiders' defense is so much better is because they did make a lot of moves to bring in many different players that, as you're pointing out, George, are really playing quite well. Casey Hayward is a veteran defensive back, and there have been times in his career where he was a premier corner. He's a nice player. Denzel Perriman, undersized, but 
a pretty good run-defending linebacker. Nice player. Um, they've gone out and gotten guys who have vastly improved their defensive roster, and then you put that together with a defensive coordinator that players really like to play for, it makes a lot of sense that the Raiders' defense, through three games, is greatly improved. It, it looks like a different team, that's for sure. All right, coming up next, we've got some high praise for Matthew Stafford. Legendary praise. All right, we'll tell you what that's all about in a few minutes, plus this crazy text exchange between everybody on the show that I somehow missed because of Alex's uh, Android, basically. We'll get to all that coming up. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. <laughs> Designing oh, like Women we, was like, fantastic. Like, Delta Burke, you know? Oh, man. Like, we couldn't see that coming from five miles away. Come on, Were Chris. you a designing women kind of guy? No, not at all. Not a designing women kind of guy. It was guy, a very popular show. Mm. I feel like it was Sex in the City, but like older before there was Sex in the City. You know what I mean? The and like, like more tame because it was network. You know? Right. Yeah, you had to be more tame for sure. I mean, HBO, you, know, you, could, you could pretty much get away with whatever you wanted. And Sex in the City got away with a lot. Um, it was a great show. I loved Sex in the City, but Designing Women, nah, nah, I can't really think of of sitting around, you know, going, "Hey, ma, uh, come on, let's go, let's let's sit down and watch Designing Women together." Now, on the other hand, about this same time, I can remember saying, "Hey, Dad, guess what? The A Team is on right now." Right. Yeah. 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 I love it when a plan comes together. Right. Um. So, all right, there, uh, face. Um. <laughs> so. I, I was talking earlier about this text exchange. So, we, yeah. you know, Alex is in for Laura. Greg is here for Lindsay today. And um, we were talking earlier about Travis and Sliwa because we were talking about them yesterday. We were talking about the Russell Westbrook thing. And I was just blown away because I think Travis is the most authentic. He's the most real dude at this station. It's not even close, in my opinion. Everybody else is um, a bunch of phonies. For the most part, yes. Yeah, including um, us, And apparently. Sliwa, I don't have enough of a sample size. And uh, also, I'm deathly afraid of him. Yeah. So there's that. But... Um, so when Travis was yucking it up about Russell Westbrook with LeBron, and then Greg now telling me that Travis had Westbrook on, and he was like, yuck, you know, just kind of yucking it up with him, I was like blown away because that it just was like you telling me that this fairy tale person that I believed in no longer actually is, exists. So uh, I very, I was just you know not upset but but disappointed. And then I said, you know, that he is uh, jovial, uh, that he is hardy. Um, and what was the other word I Jolly used? Jolly was the third Jolly. word. Yeah. And I said, and all of those were derivatives of cheerful because that's generally what he is. Now, you went straight for me basically calling him heavy like Santa Claus. Um, yeah, well, I and heard I was those like, words. Oh, I was like, why are you doing that to me? Like, that's not where I was going. I just meant he's like a fun, happy dude. Um, and like Santa now, Claus. Right. Now, you you know, they happen to be three words that are also, of, I mean, I don't know about three words. Like, is Santa Santa Claus hardy? Maybe. Um, jo jolly, yes. But jovial? I don't think anyone refers to Santa Claus as jovial. Well, they do jolly, that's for sure. 
Sure. Jolly maybe hardy, I'll give you, but definitely not jovial. So nonetheless, you went that that route, and I was like, hey, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes there, cap. And um, while I, you know, all that's going on, apparently during one of the breaks, there's because again, I, I don't have you know, the green phone bubble situation here because of Alex. Love you, Alex. I really do. And I'm really not trying to shame you here. I'm just being honest with people. So he, 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 look, and Chris worked very closely with Travis. So can I read these texts aloud? Am I allowed to or no? Who are you asking? All of you. I don't care. Uh, I mean, Bergman, you're the boss here. I mean, I don't want to put anything. I mean, it was mostly the other stuff that I was thinking was good. But if you want, I, Chris said he was fine. He says, yeah, what was the other yeah no so so Chris said don't call Travis overweight um and it, you know he didn't think it was it was nice and you were like saying that uh and he did say Sleewa 100% wants to use a blow dart on you which is something I brought up but I mean I don't know if that's true or not I just thought it was funny um however it might be you never know um and then you were upset at Chris correct you were upset with Christopher well I mean look you come out just firing on Travis Essentially, calling him a phony. You, you, you said he's so authentic, he's so real, but for a guy that's been knocking this whole Russell, Russell Westbrook move, why didn't he have the guts to say to LeBron, hey, I've been saying on the air, I don't think it's such a great move. So you said he's a phony. I'm like, whoa, okay. But then you come out today and you're like, listen, he's hearty, he's jovial, he's jolly, and when I hear those words, I thought you were kind of saying he's, you know, big guy, you know? And, uh, and so, and I don't, I don't even remember exactly what I said, but Chris is like, um, don't call him overweight. He said, that's not fun or clever. That's just mean. And people don't like mean. And I'm like, was I really being intentionally mean? I don't really think so. And so I don't know where else this text exchange went, but, uh, I don't know. Somebody. Well, then you said basically, you know why I yell at him and curse. Well, him. that's true. Which I, I do. I've been on, I, I I've been on many calls where I have heard you yeah. um, just undress him yeah. with language that I'm like, wow, uh, okay, all right. So perhaps maybe that's what I have to start doing is start, uh, you know, yelling uh, expletives at Chris to back him off a little bit. Right. Now, uh, look, the difference is Christopher and I have a, uh, a relationship that goes back, you know, uh, 17 years now. So, like, Christopher and I can curse at each other, and, and uh, you know, it's over. Like, after it's over, you know, like, it's over, and we move on, and that's it. And he is right. He, I do call him, maybe not three times a day. I actually haven't called him very much this week, which then he gets jealous about. He's like, oh, what, you didn't call me yesterday? It's like also having, like, another wife, you know what I'm saying, with Christopher. But... Um, except my, my real wife doesn't ever ask me why I didn't call her, which is strange. So Christopher actually acts like my work wife. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I do call Christopher a lot, um, because I, I, I like Christopher. I think Christopher is very talented. I think Christopher knows this market as well as anyone. I think Christopher, uh, is the backbone uh, of this station. While Steve Mason may be the most important person at this station, I feel like Christopher Morales is the backbone uh, of the station. So, um, I, you know, but I, I have this push and pull with him because of history. So I feel like you and him just need to hug it out, bees. You know, you just got to hug it out. Like Ari Gold would say, hug it out, B. Yeah, well, he said, um, I said, uh, now I understand why George yells and curses at you, Chris. No, you said that. Yeah, I said that. And oh, yeah. he said, you said he well, said that. That's why. I'm just well, I, and he said, yeah. 
Well, he also calls me three times a day because he knows I push him to yeah. be the best version of himself, to which I said, well, then I'm going to start calling you four times a day, and yeah. let's see what you can do with me. There you go. Maybe he can ship you up, right? You know, shape you up or whatever. Oh, wait, um, wait, wait. Are you calling me overweight by saying that Chris is going to shape me up? Because now I mean, you've actually mean. said you're that's overweight. That's mean, you know. No, but you, you, you've said that about yourself. Right, right. I mean, you're the one saying that you can't wear anything but drawstring pants. I mean, I mean it's horrible. It really is. It is is not a good situation at all. And I definitely need to lose like 15 pounds. That is correct. So, what 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 do you want to do here? Are we done? Are you and Christopher, good? Like, can we move forward? What's happening? I don't know, Greg. What do you want to do here, man? You want to you want to adjudicate here? Do you want to uh, adjudicate? Is a big word. It's a nice I'm word. Impressed. That's a nice word. I don't know where it came from. I'm not even positive I know what it means. But Greg, do you want to jump in here? Oh, come on! You have to know what it means. All right, maybe I do. Go ahead. Say be, it. Be come on. Be real. Be real, Cap. What do you mean by be real? You know what it means. Say what it means. Adjudicate? Yeah. yeah ju- uh, jump in here, Greg. Uh, play judge for us, if you will. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No. I mean, I think everybody's good now. It all sounds okay. like everyone's fine. Fair as long enough. as you're okay now, Cap, and I'm sure Chris yeah. let it go already. I think we're good. Yeah, I don't know. And if Chris Greg doesn't even have a nervous tone in his voice, which is always is a little strange. You know, I, I don't know where that situations. comes from either. There nervous. is no nervous tones. They're all there the same none. tones. Yes. Well, yes. I don't know about always the same. Uh, you know, it depends on the day. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get to this Rams thing. So Matthew Stafford. We'll do that in the next segment. I promise. Matthew Stafford. High praise. Legendary praise. Sort of. I'll explain what that means coming up in a couple minutes. Plus, what you need to know. 710 ESPN.